He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Zaholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chief's Kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. You're locked in the press box. He didn't let his knee touch the ground. Oh, that what is, is this guy doing? That is supposedly a lawyer for <laughs> Chief Saholic, the guy who robbed the banks and is now potentially going to jail for 50 years. Was that real? Yes. Yes, I it's think it's 100% real. real. I think it's 100% real. Because I watched it two different times yesterday. I think was this like, is his attorney. Is this fake? Is I, this just a guy on no. the stairs doing a skit? See, I, I'm i convinced it's totally real, real, but I'm curious who wrote the speech. I think Xavier did. I think Chief Saholic wrote that speech and was like, I'm putting as many football puns as I can. Because if I remember correctly, this is the second time his lawyer's given some sort of football yes. inspired yes. Under pressure. Press conference. Or Under pressure. Knee like didn't touch the ground. God, that's incredible. Oh, I, by the way, I like how not only does he make the football puns, he's like asking Chiefs fans to rally around. Rally him. around the guy going to jail for 50 years who did nothing but rob banks. Okay, so two parts on that. One, why would any Chiefs fan care? Yeah, I mean, they're not going to miss him in the crowd. Right. He robbed banks. What are you going to be like? Ah, but he's a Chiefs fan. Let yeah. him go. <laughs> and two, even if all of the Chiefs fan in the world cared, what are they going to do? Yeah, he's what, done. What are they going to do? He pled guilty. Yeah, they're not going to. They're not. Yeah, he did. He pled guilty. They're not going to go. What are they going to break him out of jail? <laughs> like, what are they going to do? If he, what if they tried? <laughs> How would they? What would they even do to rally around? I don't even know. I have no idea. So incredible. Um, I don't know if that guy is that guy even a real lawyer. He's just a guy that showed up and was like, yeah. I think it's his lawyer. I mean, yeah, but is he a real lawyer? Like, did Yeah, Chief, he's legitimate. Did, are we sure? Did Chief Zaholic just find a guy he was robbing banks with and was like, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks to be my lawyer and just give her these weird football puns when you talk to the media? No, I'm convinced he's a he's a true fan. It's a true lawyer and great one of the greatest speeches of all time. Uh, incredible work there. Now. We can actually get a little bit deeper into these report cards now that we have uh, gotten a chance to see some of them. The Raiders had the ninth best report card in the NFL Players Association survey. Uh, they There are 11 categories. They were only below a B in three of those 11 categories. So A to the 11, B or higher. The head coach, we talked about this yesterday, they had the worst grade for their head coach. Josh McDaniels got a D. He was voted as the coach least likely to listen to his players. <laughs> uh, Bill Belichick, by the way, second least likely to listen to his players. Uh, the other two categories, they got below a B. Team travel, 18th best, they got a C. And treatment of families, Ooh, they got a C+. That, you know, with the whole bringing the Raiders back and the alumni and all the things they do to like kind of highlight that. Yep. That surprises me that it was a C that it was plus. A C plus. Yeah, that now surprises me. A, they it was a C plus was still the twelfth best grade among all NFL teams. There were a lot of complaints from players, maybe more than any, about how teams were treating their family. And reading through some of these, it's not like Mark Davis is cussing at somebody's wife or kids. This is more about like 
game day child care. Mm -hmm. Like teams offer that. Some teams make you pay for it. Some teams don't. Um, The Raiders specifically, most players would like to see improvements centered around game day. They want their family members to receive pregame field passes and would like for them to be able to join them after the game as well. That was the number one thing highlighted. That, from the Raiders' perspective, seems pretty easy to fix, right? I mean, well, that's interesting because if you're down on the field before the game, which I've gone down several times, there's a there are people down there. Well, there's a lot of family members, wives and yeah. and children, and so I don't know if everyone doesn't get a pass. I mean, because I know some people do because I watch them go over and talk to their family, kiss their wives, yeah. da- hold their babies, take pictures. I mean, so I I don't know. I don't know yeah. if w- what they're talking about. I mean, the Golden Knights' entire team was on the field for one of the games this year with the Stanley Cup. Right. So it's not like there's some strict rules on. We can only have so many people, and there's a million right. people down there. They got. Do they sell tickets where fans can go stand in that little roped-off yeah, area? Yeah, I believe they do. I don't know if they buy tickets for that or whatever, but there are roped-off areas where fans just stand and watch right. pregame warm-up. So that seems relatively easy to fix for the Raiders. Maybe if there's that's some, the case. Maybe there's some rule or something in place that we don't know about that prevents it, but that seems relatively easy. Um, the travel, I'm guessing, is exactly what Jason Fitz told us last week. They had to go to West Virginia for a week. I'm guessing that's exactly yeah. what this was. That they were like, I don't want to go to West Virginia. Yeah, it's not for the plane. Week. Yeah, so it can't be the plane. If it's no. the plane, come on now. No, but it's not the plane. I think it's got to just be West Virginia. Maybe did like McDaniel's make them go a day earlier than they wanted to on some road trip? I don't know, but that one also seems relatively easy. Just don't go to West Virginia. West Virginia. Mark Davis graded out as the twelfth best owner according to players. He got a B plus uh, from a player's perspective. Mark Davis seems like a great owner. Oh, I I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. the main criticism of Mark Davis is that he can't hire people. Right. He's never hired a good head coach or right. general manager. But from a player's perspective, yes, that sucks because well, the team a, I'm on is going to lose more often if they don't have good coaches. Direct reflection of what might happen. Right. But as far as, like, treatment and everything, uh, yeah. Mark Davis seems great. It's a great facility. Yeah, haven't heard anything. And that's where they got most of their good grades. The was facility was amazing. Locker room, practice facility, right. uh, training facility, or whatever it was. A lot of that got really good grades. But then here was my favorite. Strength coaches, A-. minus. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the deucer. According to the report card, Raiders players feel that their strength coaches significantly contribute to their success. Yes. Deuce Gruden might be the best coach in the NFL. He might be. He might be the best at his job in the entire NFL. I told you he needs to be a head strength and conditioning yes. coach. Yes, outbench the actual strength and conditioning coach, and you get the job. He, oh. just, he just goes around the league seeing who he, who he can outbench, That's and right. then he picks what team he That's wants. right. It's great. So Deuce Gruden uh, might be the best part of the organization. It just might be Deuce Gruden out there. But here's the other part that I found interesting. The Raiders have had virtually no – on-field success for two decades. Right. They were the highest graded organization by players in the AFC West. Came in at ninth. The Broncos were pretty dead average at 16th. The Chargers were 30th. The Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs were 31st. Second to last among all organizations, according to this NFL PA survey. One of the surprising ones from yesterday was that their owner got the worst grades among players. However, we figured this out. A couple different people tweeted this out, but Brooke Pryor, uh, the main problem, the Chiefs were promised a new locker room for their training facility, and they never built one. And Chiefs ownership told them that they went too far in the playoffs and that they didn't have time 
to build a new locker room for their practice facility. They could be building one right now. And I saw a tweet earlier this morning. I haven't got to watch his press conference, but the owner of the Chiefs spoke yesterday, and apparently he's asking the city of Kansas City to give him money so that he can build stuff. They are currently voting on a bill that would uh, implement a tax in Kansas City to raise those funds. Sports team owners are the absolute worst. In a way, though, they're the absolute best. They, you're telling exact, me. Because they continue to do this and they continue to get away with it. They got a report card that said, you're the worst owner in the league, and he's turning that into, please give me some public money so I can build these guys a locker room. A locker room. room. Unbelievable. Just build it yourself. Because yeah. you didn't that- make much money off winning the last two Super Bowls. He said that in the press conference yesterday, right after those report cards came I'm out. I'm sure he was. A- I'm sure that was the first question he was asked. No, it had to be. You're yeah. the worst. That you won You're the, the worst Super Bowl. Owner in the Super Bowl. W- yeah, for the last two years. Yeah, incredible work. Now, the absolute best detail in any of these, though, comes from the Denver Broncos, who 16th overall, not a bad report card. Uh, but <laughs> this is from Zach Stevens of DNVR. Broncos players reported. There were multiple cars stolen from the parking lot of the mandated team hotel during training camp. What? Who was stealing all these cars? Might have been the might have been the famous Chiefs fan. Was he in Denver? <laughs> yeah, he was stealing their cars he was, he too. Was, he was tired of stealing from banks. So he said, let me go to an AFC West uh, opponent and steal their cars. They didn't have security in the parking lot? I, what's well, going especially, on? Yeah, especially at a team hotel. So the Broncos players had multiple cars stolen out of the team hotel parking lot during training camp. So a couple questions on this. Because this is the Players Association report card of the organization, and this gets brought up by the Broncos as a bad – or by the players as a bad thing about the organization, do the players think somebody in the Broncos organization stole their cars? Like, do they blame um, the Broncos for their cars getting well, stolen? Well, I think, like Danny said, I think they blame the Broncos for not having the type of security. I don't know if they think it was someone within the organization doing the stealing. I think they say, hey, this is the team hotel. Where's the security? How can this happen? Is there security at hotel parking lots? Team hotels, maybe there's some security around. You would think they're at think a nice enough yeah, hotel that fans, has security. If fans figure out where the t- hotel is, they could start going over there and bugging guys. Or the team should hire security at least like a should they yeah like one or two guys if, yeah if like they're just players going around in a golf cart at night and just but at least before, being around the parking lot before this before you heard that the Broncos had cars stolen from their team facility if I told you that uh, an NFL team was spending money on two security guards in a golf cart to drive around the parking lot to make sure the cars weren't stolen okay good. You would think that was stupid. No. You think that was a waste of money? No. Yes. Those. The amount of players that are at the at those training facilities and they drive their vehicles, there's probably a billion dollars worth of vehicles in oh, that yeah. parking lot. Just just walking down the first row when we walk to the practice field of the Raiders' first row of cars, can't even imagine how much money is involved in that. Yeah, so to hire two security guards to just drive around at night, absolutely. At do night? It. They got stolen at night too? Well, I don't know. They probably did. But like – yeah, hire two, pay them each, I don't know, for however they, long the training camp is, pay them like maybe 
a thousand dollars each or two thousand dollars each. Do and they need to hire people to go to lunch with these guys so their cars don't get stolen out of the parking lot at lunch? Yeah, everyone gets their own personal like, guy. Their cars are in a parking lot. It's not like they're putting their cars in some risky scenario. They're just in a parking lot. Those well, cars are in a parking lot all the time. Apparently, it's risky. Unbelievable. I like that part of me is bizarre that the players would blame the organization for their cars getting stolen and not the people actually stealing the cars. Yeah, don't blame the organization. Blame the hotel. Whatever it is. But, yes, teams should hire security. Now, maybe one car got stolen and they were like, wait a minute, what happened? Can we get some security? And the Broncos were like, get out of here. And then more got stolen. That'd be pretty funny. Then you blame them. Yeah, but, God, that's great. Multiple cars stolen during training camp. I, I do wonder if it was over the course of a few days or just like four in one night. But gone in 60 seconds? Yeah. I, yeah. There's a movie reference I've seen. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. He so, saw a movie. What it's great. Phenomenal work there by the NFL Players Association. I truly believe the NFLPA does this solely for media content to <laughs> shame organizations. Well, I, the NFL's never happy with this. They right. they released another statement yesterday that, you know, they wish it was conjunc- in conjunction with them and all that. They do not no, like this. No, no, get out of here, Roger Goodell. No, I agree. Get out of here, owners. Yeah. You make these public, you get the shame out there. Yes. You get the, wait a minute, the Chiefs didn't build their players a locker room after saying they would? After winning the oh, Super Bowl. shame them. Yeah. And if you don't like it, fix it. Nonstop shame. It's great. Phenomenal work by the NFLPA. I fully appreciate it. So I look forward to these every year. Great work. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. It's Bischoff's Briefs, brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Bischoff's Briefs. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Bischoff's Briefs. Get mad. I don't want your damn lemons. What am I supposed to do with these? Bischoff's Briefs. Demand to see life's manager. Bischoff's briefs. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's going to burn your house down with the lemons. So Bischoff's briefs today, starting with the caveat that Drake May is the quarterback in the top three that I have absolutely seen the least of. Uh, Definitely watch more Jaden Daniels and more Caleb Williams over the last year, last two years, honestly. But I feel like we haven't heard a whole lot about Drake May recently. It's been a lot about Caleb Williams and more about Jaden Daniels. But I got two quotes to read here. The first one is from Merrill Hodge, who said he wouldn't take Drake May in the first round. Quote, he's extremely inconsistent. His processing is inconsistent. He's not extremely athletic. I find him more stiff. He's got a longer throwing motion, which allows more picks. And then you have a former NFL quarterback, Kurt Benkert who uh, is actually pretty good on TikTok. He's a good guy to see on TikTok. This was his evaluation of Drake May. He's a more athletic Mason Rudolph with less arm talent and a lot less accuracy. Boy, they're really going over the top on this guy. (laughs) Those are big words. Ideally, he ends up in a Jordan Love situation, sits for a few years, cleans his game up, learns behind the scenes, then gets his chance. If he goes to a bad team early in round one and is forced to play, that may be all she wrote. Wow. Does Drake May suck? I don't know if he sucks, but the one thing you mentioned is totally correct that we haven't heard. Jaden Daniels has taken up so much publicity, and we know Caleb Williams. Like, he was just assumed for so long Drake May would go two. I don't think he's going two anymore. I don't. I haven't. Nothing's come out of him. Maybe we get more out of the combine in his pro day at Carolina, but 
I haven't heard anything about this guy. Well, now we have. <laughs> so watch. So obviously, this isn't the only thing uh, that would make a good quarterback. But I think, and we've seen NFL teams do this. I think most teams, when they pick a quarterback high in the draft, they are truly shooting for, they want the athletic quarterback that can be Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, that can be the guy that makes the athletic plays, not just the true pocket passer. And so when you hear Drake May, he's not extremely athletic. And when you hear he's Mason Rudolph with less arm talent, I there's no way I'm picking that in the top three. If you agree with these assessments. Yes. Like, obviously, when you get outside of the first few picks in the draft, there's going to be a lot of question marks about all the quarterbacks. So Drake May, if, if, the, if he were to fall completely and the Raiders are at 13, you take Drake May and see what you got. But if I'm picking early and I need a quarterback, and I'm trying to find the franchise guy that can help me compete and win Super Bowls when I've got to beat Mahomes and Allen and Jackson and, and Burrow and all Herbert. this. I'm not taking the guy who, who's Mason Rudolph with less arm talent. If I'm, that's who he is. Right. Yeah. I, I can't take that guy and just hope that his pocket passing ability is so much better than everybody else. I, I don't think you can draft a guy and hope that you get the Tom Brady version. I think you have to draft a guy and hope that you get the Josh Allen guy type of quarterback. Right. Where it's like he can make plays with his feet and the Mahomes ability to make plays out of the pocket when things aren't the play doesn't work. And if if this is who Drake May is, you can't draft him in the top three. You can't do it. You might have to just say we pass on a quarterback altogether because you can't take Drake May in the top three if that's what he is. If he's got less arm talent than Mason Rudolph, right? Who are we comparing him to? <laughs> Mason Rudolph, apparently. No, but like, who's worse than Mason Rudolph? I, I don't know. Who backed up the Jets Aiden, this year? Aiden O'Connell? No. Aiden O'Connell Kenny doesn't Pickens? have the arm talent. Might be Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett got benched for Mason Rudolph, yeah. so he might be. Like, Drake May might be bad. Those are might really be. strong words. Right. That's a big evaluation. This is a, it's going to be interesting, like, what comes out of his pro day. Yeah, and like what people really think about him. These is these are harsh statements right yeah. here about this guy. And the fact that I think it came out that he's not participating this weekend, right? He's not throwing this weekend. He's yeah. going to wait till his pro day. I probably wouldn't either. If I, I don't, was, if I'm those top three, I don't. Yeah. All I do is interviews and measure out, and that's it. I don't do anything. Yeah, because like again, yes, Drake May could fall. Worst case scenario, Drake May's getting picked 13 by the Raiders. <laughs> oh, you can't pass him at 13. Right. Like, there's a chance if Drake May were to truly fall, like, the Falcons probably take him at 9. Right. The Broncos right. probably take him at 12. Right. And, like, if you're the Raiders and, and you don't trade up and this guy falls to 13, you, you got, even if you don't think he's going to be great, you got to take the shot right. on it. So, I, like, even if Drake May disaster happens, he's still going in the first round. So I wouldn't throw at the combine either. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I'd be like, yeah, you guys are drafting me too. Yeah. I'm going to go throw at my North Carolina yeah, pro exactly. day where everything's set up for me to succeed. Giants take him at five? Yeah, they might do that. Six, yeah. right? Five or six, somewhere I think around Chargers there. Chargers are five. Oh, right? yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. They're going to get a receiver for Justin Herbert to throw to. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, Drake May might do that. The other thing I want to talk about in Bischoff's briefs is the S2 test. Uh, this is that cognitive ability test. Um, and if you remember from last year, C.J. Stroud did very poorly in this S2 test. 
Um, it started getting used in 2016. The Athletic wrote a story on it. The S2 test lasts around 45 minutes, completed using a specially designed gaming laptop and response pad that tracks pattern recognition and impulse control. In theory, it can reliably forecast how quickly a quarterback's mind can tick through his progressions or predict if the game will ever feel too fast, a phrase frequently used by coaches and evaluators. One league executive said, I did my homework on it. I think the science behind it is really sound. It gives you a snapshot of how quickly an individual can process information, and I don't think there's a better tool on the market for that. I feel really comfortable with the data we get back from S2. Last year, Bryce Young, 98th percentile, one of the best S2 scores. C.J. Stroud, 18th percentile, one of the worst S2 scores. So S2 isn't the end-all. We know that Joe Burrow scored the 97th percentile. Uh, Mahomes and Purdy, their scores have not been reported, but they have been reported that they did very, very well as well. The interesting part about the athletic story on this, on C.J. Stroud and his terrible score, did he simply not care? Well, it says the sensor on the league was he didn't give a full effort. I don't... You wouldn't try? The S, the company that does this test told teams, they flagged the result and said this might be an unreliable result. Because he just didn't... Because of how bad it was. It was like right. 18th percentile. They were like, you got to be an idiot to, to have scored this low, basically, is what they were telling NFL teams. And so there's a chance that he just didn't give full effort on this test, got a terrible score because of it, and in reality, he's perfectly fine at processing information. He had a really good, well, he had a really season, good year, so, so you can process is. something. Um, because everything else about this has been positive. Oh, you read the athletic stories? Everybody they quoted, they were all anonymous, but everybody they quoted was like, this thing's good. Like, this thing is actually good at understanding or giving us a good understanding of how quarterbacks can process information quickly, except C.J. Stroud. And the interesting part is this year, uh, the agency Athlete First – has told their players, do not take the S2 test. Oh, so it's voluntary. Yeah, well, yeah, you can opt out of Like anything, anything like throwing or testing or anything. So they're telling their players, do not take this test. And it's largely because of C.J. Stroud's score from last year. Right. And the other detail on it is it's largely not just because of C.J. Stroud's score, but that it got leaked. Because these are not these are not made public. No, the only way we find out these scores. Well, Burrow's the one who said he scored yeah. a ninety-seven. Burrow said he scored a ninety-seven. The only other scores we actually know the percentile are Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and because somebody last year in the draft process leaked that. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce Young's agent leaked it. Potentially, why wouldn't you want someone to know your guy scored yeah. ninety-eight percentile? And that other bum that might get taken number one was eighteenth uh, percentile. Right. So that's the other part of this is it's not so much that uh, agency is scared of their athletes taking this, there's the potential for you getting a bad score, but also how did that get leaked? Right. And then people think you're a moron and they don't draft you or don't draft you as high as they would have. Didn't matter for CJ Stroud, but I think it's an interesting test. Um, I'd love for it to be, I wish there was like a public version of this. I was just going to ask that. Is it available? It's done on a special gaming laptop. So I'm guessing no, there's a trackpad to track your movement. So I'm guessing no. It's not like the Wonderlick where it's just answer these questions and right. effectively get an IQ score is what the Wonderlick was. This is an actual like pattern recognition and your movements that they're tracking, right. which seems like a smart thing to do if you're trying to figure out if a quarterback can read a defense before and after a snap and throw it within 2.1 seconds. It's a key thing. So fun test. I hope we get all the scores. Make them all public. That'll be fun. We can call people stupid without ever talking to them. <laughs> and great. then they'll go on and have a year like Stroud and yeah. it'll mean nothing. 
All right, coming up next, J.R. Starkus is here. This has been Bischoff's Briefs, brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. Seeking bastards. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. It's never too early for him to mix up some drinks, even if it's only nine in the morning. Find out what's on tap with extreme mixologist J.R. Starkus. Follow him on Instagram at J.R. Makes Drinks. Southern Glaciers Wine, Spirits, and Beer of Nevada. Director of Business Development. Here he is, our extreme mixologist. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? We're good. We're uh, talking Army Navy. You agree with Tyler? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it is. Well, a... I'll salute you for that. Well, listen, it's it's a very <laughs> nostalgic game, and I respect it for that and the service that those the the cadets and everybody have put in. Yes, yes. But the game is terrible. Like it's an awful football game, right? It's an awful. But ra- to know that you'd have to watch it. No, you, you don't. Got, you you only have at, to see one. You only, to know you, all of you them. Only have Did to, you watch it? No, I've never watched it. I, I'll watch. You've never watched it. No, uh, you only have to look at the final score to know that it's an awful football game. Because I mean, you could have a game that's you know fifteen or fourteen to seven or whatever, and be like, "All right, fluke." But when every year <laughs> is like that, you're like, uh, "What's happening here?" And 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 traditionally, because when I was a kid, my, my my father's in the Air Force, so like you know he's a military guy to to a degree, and he, you know he would always say, "Ah, oh, he's like, ah, oh, these guys, they they just it's." Uh, what what he used to say? He says, "Run left, one run right, run up the middle, punt." That's what he used to tell me all the time. He's like, "Yeah, hey, that's well, the, he's, just, he's like he's that's just the game an Air plan. Force guy though. He doesn't that, like the other. They do guy. the same thing. The, he's he doesn't like, like yeah, the other yeah, team, but they're but a lot better at it. But that's what he would say all the time. He's like, "Run left, run right, run up the middle, punt." That's what they do. That's what they do. I got I got to ask you about a phrase. I'm just going to tell you this phrase. Somebody came on our show earlier this week and mentioned this. I understood exactly what he meant right away. Um, but if you're at a bar. Does the phrase well cola mean anything to you? Well cola? Do you understand what that means? Uh, if I'm at a bar and somebody says well cola? Yeah. I'm guessing, I am i don't, I'm going to guess they mean whatever's on the gun? Yes. Okay. So this was Mike Gramalla who does not drink. <laughs> well cola. Uh, okay. Danny suggested he go to a bar while he was in Laramie, Wyoming, but he doesn't drink. And Mike's first question was how good is the soda? And the phrase he used was well cola to describe what soda often tastes like at a bar if you just get soda. Yes. Why I mean, does soda suck at bars? Uh, well, because often it comes out of like the bag and box, like big syrups that is blended with, you know, the, the water and carbonation. And, and if there is a if the if it's off. Like it's too sweet, not carbonated enough, so it's just never really good. Sometimes it's way too flat. It doesn't. It's not properly cleaned. Um, yeah, so it's it's never it's never really good. You you need to go to like a real soda fountain or yes. get it like get it out of a can or something like that. Um, but yeah, this like soda from soda guns generally is pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. I knew exactly what he meant yeah. when he said "well cola." I was like, "Oh yeah, I know that taste." Yeah, where yeah. you're like, "This is kind of Coke, but yeah. it's not Coke. Yeah. It's like a little too sweet and a little yeah. undercarbonated." And you're yeah. like, "Eh." It's like it's it tastes like like soda gun Coke or Pepsi tastes like if you opened a can of it, 
let it sit out at room temperature for like 12 hours and then drink it. <laughs> that's what it's like. Well, there's an endorsement. Yes, that's what it's like. And, but you put it over ice so it's got like so it even kills the carbonation more. <laughs> how how often um, when somebody asks for just like a mixed drink with soda? How often do people actually care to like say no? I don't want that anymore. If it's Pepsi versus Coke, all the time. Really? Like yes. they'll say I don't want. The they'll drink say anymore. what kind of? What is it? They'll say is it Coke or Pepsi? So so often, what will happen is they'll say, you know, can I get a a rum and Coke? Yeah. And you and if if the server has been trained well, or the bar, they'll say, oh, we have Pepsi, and they're like, ah, nah, um, I'll have a, and then they'll switch their. Really? Or, I, or they'll look at you and be like, ugh. Because I never would. It just, just happened to me. A, Last weekend, I'm the same way. I yeah. prefer personally. I prefer Pepsi. Yeah, my but like I don't. If somebody says, "Oh, we have Coke products," all right, whatever. Like I don't. I don't care if you're mixing it with a drink. If I'm mixing it in a drink like that, yeah. But right. it is. It is quite often that people will raise a fuss if they if they don't have their preferred soda of choice for whatever reason. Even though it's well cola and doesn't taste good anyway. Correct. And even though they're mixing it with, uh, you know, the, the the soda that's in the drink is just the caveat to get the vodka down your goal faster. You know, it's just to make it a little more palatable for you so you can drink them faster. So, but for whatever reason, they care. Have you seen the see-through pants for Major League Baseball jerseys? Yes. Uh, does your son playing college baseball have better pants than yeah. Major League Baseball right <laughs> yes. now? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and jerseys. And, and and did I just playing in my men's league years ago? So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I you know I had better pants at that time, but yeah, the, that's it's. There's going to be a lot of tears this season. It's going to be pretty good. Does okay. Where your son's playing? Do mm-hmm. they have stitched on logos, names, or numbers, or anything on their jerseys? Um, they have four different jerseys, but I've seen two and I, man, I want to say, I want to say, yeah, they're stitched on. Oh, really? Screen pressed. Not heat pressed in Major League Baseball this year. Yeah. Not heat pressed. Stitched on. Like he's got one that's like the, uh, it's, um, like the connects kind of, or the, what do they call it? City connects. City connects style. Yeah. So they, 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 they do it. Like that's college kids. Like that's what they care about. Right. I care about it still. It's (laughs) great. Kids you know, go to so, Oregon just for the uniforms. Yeah, uh, well, they have like fifty. You right. know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, I think they 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 don't. Um, I mean, yeah, that's they they have they have legit jerseys, real jerseys. Yeah. All right, what are you making for us today? <laughs> Press box. Is there well cola in this drink? There's no well. Ah, no uh, well cola. No, no, no. You got to get a well cola drink for us in a week. <laughs> I can do that for you. I can, oh yeah. yeah, something for Gramala. Something. Yes, exactly. Something that Gramala would drink if Which I could be well ever cola, come. no alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a quick one. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yes. uh, so today's drink, um, I'm I'm featuring Frey Ranch again, but this time it's a new-ish Frey Ranch that you may or may not have seen. So typically people have been – bourbon was the first one to come to the market followed by rye. And then they released – they call it farmer strength, which other distillers would call barrel strength, right? So higher proof. Um, usually in the 120s and above is where that falls a lot of the time. Um, this new-ish one, the newer one to the market, is is called Quad Malt. Um, Frey Ranch uses Quad Malt anyway. They they use four grains in the making of their bourbon. Um, to make bourbon, you have to use by law at least 51% corn. And then the rest of the mash bill, a.k.a. the recipe, is barley, wheat, and or rye. Well, Frey Ranch, being that they grow everything there, uses all four in their bourbon. 
historically and generally speaking, when you're dealing with baking bourbon, the only grain that's quote-unquote malted is usually just the barley. Okay. Now, what Frey Ranch is doing in this particular blend is they are malting the corn, the wheat, the rye, and the barley, and then making the bourbon and barrel aging it for roughly six years. They don't have – and, and when you do that, right, it changes a bit of the flavor profile and the way things taste, even though they are using the same mash bill as they do for their regular bourbon. Because Colby malts everything on property – barrel ages it um it just creates another layer or another flavor profile that makes it very interesting for a bourbon drinker is something to play playing within the box of bourbon but being creative at the same time is not always easy but he's doing it here now when you get Frey Ranch Quad Malt at the store it only comes in a 375 so a small bottle because there's not they don't it's not the it's not their workhorse it's not their bourbon or their rye so there's not a tremendous amount to go around it's a little more expensive because of the rarity of it, but if you like bourbon and you want to support something local, then the quad muscle way Don't to go. Don't tell me there's monks at Frey Ranch and no. they're going to just stop making it all together. <laughs> no, no monks. No <laughs> monks in this one unless Colby and Ashley got something planned, but no monks. So for today's drink, um, not only did I want to do a drink with the quad malt, but it's um, – I've done some drinks at friends' houses fairly recently, and it's come to my attention – that even though I see it all the time, people are still very fascinated with like smoked cocktails, drinks that have, you know, like the smoke element to them. Uh, so the drink is very simple, three ingredient drink that I added if you want the extra step of smoking it. So it's a stirred beverage, booze forward. The recipe is going to be like two to three dashes of orange bitters, Angostura orange bitters. You're going to use two ounces to two and a half ounces of the Frey Ranch Quad Malt. And then you're going to use one ounce of the Amaro Nonino, which I've used many a times. This is kind of like a twist or take on a cocktail that's called the Black Manhattan, right? The Manhattan is whiskey, vermouth, right. bitters. To make the Black Manhattan, you switch out the vermouth for what for Amaro Averna, which is a darker, very rich uh, uh, Amaro. Amaro Nonino is much lighter, more orange, more citrus notes. That plays very well with this quad malt. That's why I like it in this drink. So the orange notes, that's where the orange bitters comes from. So three ingredients, you stir it together, pour it over a large cube in a rocks glass, voila, drink's done, delicious. If you'd like to take it a step further, I uh, used my smoking box, which is um, an apparatus that basically allows you to smoke the drink, but there's lots of different ways to, to do this. Um, the smoking box is nice because it's a, it's a glass box that you open a door, you put the drink in, you close the door, and then you light the smoker, and the smoke infuses in the box, and you can let it sit in there for as long or short as you like. This step is completely up to you if you like a smoked drink, um, but I did it for, for the purposes of using the smoking box because I think it's fun. People, people enjoy that. Um, so you could smoke it for... Five seconds, ten seconds, two minutes. It doesn't matter. I wait to garnish the drink with an orange peel until after I pull it out of the smoking box because I like the smoke, but I don't want to smoke the orange peel as well. So I use the orange peel as that like fresh oils over the smoke. So when you bring the glass to your nose, it has this just wonderful essence of the smoke and the fresh orange peel. But the drink, super easy. Two, two and a half ounces of quad malt, one ounce of Amaro Nonino, two dashes Angostura orange bitters, stir it, strain it over an ice block, 
garnished with orange peel. How many people do you think have these boxes at the house? <laughs> I mean, n- not a ton, but they're readily available. I mean, you can go online and, and buy one, or you can go to Amazon. You they're they're available, and you don't have to use that because there's like things called the smoking top, right? Which is um, basically it fits. It's it's a round circle that fits over the top of your glass, and you smoke the drink from the top, and you leave that thing on the glass until you're ready to pull it off, right? That's another way of doing it. Um, the reason I wanted to do it is, A, because I have it at the house, and B, um, like I said, I went to some friend's house, and they're like, could you do smoked old fashions for us? And I was like, sure, let's do that. So brought the box over, and we made them, um, and they were, like, fascinated with the box. To me... <laughs> Right to me, it's an everyday thing. Like people are still fascinated when I when I pull out a big cube. Whoa, that's wow, amazing! People still love it. I remember a couple years ago. I don't know if it. Was, I don't think it was the two of you. I think it was maybe you and Clay. And and I I did something with white cranberry juice, and Clay was like, "How did you?" I said, "I went to Walmart, man. Like, what do you mean? How did I?" It's like it exists, dude. Like I'm not I'm not doing anything special here. He's like, oh, "I've never seen that before." I was like. Whoa! Like so, it 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 has come to my attention over the many years of doing the show with you that 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 we're idiots. No, but that I take for granted what I'm what is in my world all right, the time. Right. Yeah, right? the monks making yellow chartreuse. Yes. yes, yes, exactly. I take for granted what like something seems to be every day and so mundane to me, and maybe even a little bit boring at times. But a lot of people don't don't have access to that so it's them it's very exciting right. and and that actually that reinvigorates me because it, it brings life because I'm like okay people still really enjoy this and I'm just completely jaded <laughs> yes. um, and, and so why wouldn't everyone have a box right right so so it's it, it brings life back into making cocktails for people when they really appreciate something that I find to be so like old or done already or whatever people love it and so I like doing it for you oh yeah big ice cube Box of smoke, way better than Army Navy. <laughs> Would watch that all day before I'd watch Army Navy. It's way better. I'd watch Army Navy and watch the drink, but not drink it. Yes. Well, you would drink the drink if it was a frozen and or something <laughs> creamy drink. With whipped cream on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So Let's, if there, gar- let's if, garnish it with that. Let's garnish yes. the smoke with whipped cream. <laughs> Should we smoke the whipped cream or not? No. What, what okay. happens with let's the whipped wait. cream when it gets smoked? Yeah. Tastes like smoke. Yeah. Tastes like smoke. <laughs> so Depends on how much let's, you Let's want. get it out of the smoker and then put the whipped cream on top. Okay. Okay. I'll do that for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. No problem. I won't get the lips of the drink, but I will get the lips of the I'll drink. I'll just make you a glass of whipped cream. There you go. Yeah. yeah you the make pu- the pup cup from Starbucks. <laughs> oh, you used to make uh, the great stuff that you'd bring in homemade. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was yeah, great. You had some flavor to it. Oh, yeah. That's it the great. great. It's so easy to make, man. It's, it's so, so easy. My, that's what I did a couple weeks ago when I made the whipped cream. My wife, my wife she, I said, hey, this is going to be almond-infused whipped cream. And she's yeah. like, okay. And she tasted it. like, oh, and I did a salted. And she's like, oh, my God, that's good. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. it's It kind of made, like, when you go in and you taste that right away, like, even if you kind of, like, the drink's not your favorite, you just keep going in because you like the whipped cream. And before <laughs> yes. you know it, the drink's gone. So, and you're drunk. And so it's a wonderful thing. He's J.R. Starkus, Southern Glazers Wine, Spirits, and Beer. JR, thank you. Thank you, you buddy. We got tickets to give away to go see some rugby for the first time ever. The National Rugby League is kicking off its season here in the United States. Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, and we've got a four-pack of tickets for you. That's this Saturday, March 2nd. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go watch some rugby at Allegiant Stadium, call in now. 702-364-1100. Caller number six at 702-364-1100. 
Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is The Press Box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Nathan's asking on the text line for the code word. Today's code word is outlaws. O-U-T-L-A-W-S. Text outlaws to 702-364-1100 and you're entered to win $2,024 because we're trying to give away $2,024 every day through the end of March. So 702-364-1100. Text outlaws. New word tomorrow. So I wanted to bring this up. I was going to play the audio as a rejoin. But we went too long with JR. No, just the audio was really bad from the combine. There's a defensive back. Out of Texas Tech. All right. Tyler Owens. Tyler Owens. He was, apparently he had a conversation today about space, and he said that he does not believe in space. What does that mean? That he doesn't believe in anything, apparently, outside of Earth, and that he believes there is truth to the flat Earth theory. Don't people... So don't when earth. you're at the when you're at the combine, <laughs> you want to hear some good things from players. You probably don't want to hear a player say he doesn't believe in space or anything out of this world. Don't people who think they believe in the flat earth still believe in space? Majority of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought so. But this guy apparently it's- believes in nothing off of this planet. He doesn't believe there are other planets. He doesn't. He <sighs> believes that the Earth could be flat. What does he think the moon is? Just a piece of cheese in the sky. You can see it. You can walk outside and see it. Every every night someone puts a piece of a wheel of cheese up in the air. Raiders, third round pick, Tyler Owens out of Texas Tech. <laughs> Defensive back, six two, two twenty. Big guy. That is a big good big guy. He's gotta be playing safety, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh don't, probably don't draft that guy. That's probably not good. I wish I space. I wish I had better audio because it is too funny. There are people on the um, international space system right now that post on TikTok while they're outside. Yeah, you can just see the Earth. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. They go, out, they go out with their phones. I don't really know how that works, by the way, but they go out with their phones. I would assume your phone wouldn't work, but apparently they do. No oh, problem. is it their phone? I just figured it was a camera and they somehow upload it. I guess it could be that. I just assume any video I see on TikTok was filmed on a phone. But <laughs> I guess they could walk out there with their camera. Uh, but, yeah, they upload to TikTok from just them outside the ISS doing whatever the hell they do outside the ISS. And then you see the whole earth in the background. Cool images. Cool. Yeah. I would never go up there, though. You wouldn't go on the ISS? Absolutely not. Of all the things you wouldn't do, this is where you draw the line? I hate flying. There's no way I'm going in space. There's no way. Not a chance. I mean, if you're going to fly, you might as well just you take might as well it all, fly the way all the way. My fiance and her mom asked me the other day if I would ever go on a hot air balloon. I said, there's zero chance. See, that, understandable. No, yeah, that's because zero too dicey. Too I, don't, dicey. I don't believe those people can steer those things. <laughs> How about a helicopter? No. no. Nope. Nope. Absolutely free, not. Free helicopter tour? Not going the, on it? The nah. only way I get on a helicopter is if I'm being transported to a hospital. <laughs> Life flight? Uh, Danny today is doing a ride along with Nitro Cross, though. I am. <laughs> and Don't I those looked, go up in the air? I looked at their uh, the track. It looks like there's about two or three jumps. I don't know if we're going on them, but it should be fun. All right. I look forward to Danny telling us about how he went on Nitro Cross and was flying through the air. On his ride-along today. Going to be fun.